This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tinzian, the evil stud muffin. And this is Death to War Dishonor. Today is Friday, January 17th, and this is episode 135 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Today we have a special NPC PC, Ryan Allgood from the I Remember It Better podcast. Thank you for joining us today for Mayhem. Hey, uh, thanks for letting me play in your sandbox. <laughs> You're welcome. Last week we were running for our lives from a dragon who thought we were so pretty. And running to Ziggurat, if I remember correctly. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everybody. And as far as recap goes, Antari's got uh, the large bulk of it. But um, the party had managed to escape or was uh, apparently let go by the Green Dragon. And it was seen flying towards the pyramid off in a distance that the party had been traveling towards. Doubling back, um, in some ways, the party is attempting to reach the Ziggurat, where uh, they had a large fight a couple encounters ago as part of the Undead Warband. They were starting to ride into camp, and uh, sorry, into the Ziggurat area with the intent to set up camp. There was a bit of a discussion between the characters, and we are bringing in the party now at the point of the ziggurat is within sight probably within five minutes you will be there so uh, i believe we're going to start tonight with Cesar. are we yep okay <laughs> he's shocked sounds good what to do with himself oh he's eating spaghetti he's, e- he's eating spaghettios or something is so, that you why know. you picked him first you're cruel no no it's because of the awesome oh. hat yeah i wish i had that soup. Hat. homemade soup Anyway, um, well, we are riding to the ziggurat, just uh, thoroughly questioned by Xanatari, <laughs> though in a less interrogating way than, than he's used to seeing her ask questions, just good. Um, what we, are you saying? <laughs> I think there's one instance where we've, we're familiar with you asking somebody questions, and we know how that turned out, so... Um, Caesar still has unburnt skin, which is good. Um, and you turned your attention to Thorn, so, um, I don't know. I think, um, Caesar's feeling the, uh, the, the weight of, of their past experiences at this point. They didn't really get a chance to actually make camp where the, they came across the dragon. So, uh, I think he's ready for, uh, for a break. So he's sort of, uh hanging low in his saddle and, and and just waiting to get to a point at which they're ready to stop. Okay. Do you have any intent on riding ahead to, you know, any particular place that you feel that camp would be good? I think he's 
drained enough at this point that he's sort of just sticking with the pack and, um, again, just waiting to stop. Does Cesar feel any sort of uh, sadness for the loss of the mechanical device creation that the dragon is presumed to have taken? Um, I don't. I don't think sadness. I mean, there's always you know, he's got a little bit of a, a pack rat element to him, so he doesn't like to lose anything, as evidenced by his, you know feverish attempts to try to gather every every last geek all off the ground but uh mm-hmm. no i mean he's he's ad- adept enough that that he can pretty much he's got the mind for it it's not an accident when he makes something so if he needs to he can recreate mm-hmm. again okay uh please roll a perception check uh, i have my dice but the bag's not opened the one step oh no <laughs> no more t- every second is a negative penalty all right a perception check. Uh, with yep. the level up, I am very perceptive. Mm-hmm. That would be 33. Okay. And speaking of your level up, uh, what did you choose? Anything of uh, great important note? Mm, there was no power choice. I think it was a feat choice this time around. What did I pick? There it is. Um, nothing really that interesting. Devastating okay. critical. Increases damage on a critical hit. Nothing okay. too flavorful behind that. Okay. What you see is the ziggurat exactly as you guys left it when um, you ran away. There's the outcropping of giant bones near the uh, rubble of the ziggurat. Uh, It's all grown in, grown over. The tundra land that was superimposing over the forest is pretty much fully stable here. You're not getting the um, feeling that there are any further shoes to drop at least as far as tonight. It seems like a reasonably defensive lo- defensible location and so forth. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Xanatari. Yo. You are riding along. One of your compatriots is uh, pretty low in the saddle, dragging his butt, but moving. You've got the direwolf pup still with you. Mm-hmm. In the couple hours that have passed um, since the party has fled and so forth, the direwolf pup continues to grow. How big so we, is it at this point? Um, it's probably a good two armful. Okay. Even How with are you the feeding that thing. Uh, all I know is it's not going back in my shirt. The collar, the collar around its neck is growing um, as part of the magic ability that it is. But um, you can tell that something it's clearly fighting, whatever this growing thing is, is clearly fighting the effects of the um, collar and slowly losing. Okay. Uh, As before, you see clearly what Cesar would see. Are you going to ride ahead, attempt to do anything, or what would you like to do in terms of this approach into the camp area. Hmm. Well, if I recall last time, the ziggurat had collapsed and there was sort of a wooded area near that. And I'm assuming we're heading for the wooded area to camp. Okay. So um, I guess just extend my perception, trying to just listen for any, you know, native humanoids or somebody that's going to be of interest to us. That's really all I can do. All right. Um, 
Speaking of extending your perceptions and stuff, as you're doing this, uh, you're looking around, you're seeing no real evidence of traps, you're not seeing any real evidence of people aside from your own passage, but there's a feeling in the back of your brain that you've missed something. And I don't know if you want to roll like a history or something along those lines. Like something about the area or something? Um, not in the back of your mind. There's something niggling in the back of your mind, but it's not like a psionic attack or something. It's just, All right. you know, as you left the garage door open. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll roll history. I kind of, I'm not an excellent, excellently learned in that area, but let's see, 18. Okay. Um, as you kind of take a bit of a pause and uh, are heading into camp, you sort of realize that there might be something special about the letter that you got in the crates with the dire wolf pup. There's something that seems familiar within the writing. What was that, ruminating on that symbol, correct? Is this the one that was sealed with that familiar... Yeah, but uh, within the the Kalishtar mind sharing that you've done, there seems to be a writing style that is used in this particular letter mm-hmm. that makes you think that there might be a Kalishtar cipher. Oh, we're, we're tricky like that. Okay, I will, uh, as I'm writing, tempting not to get completely nauseous, the bouncing up and down of Clyde and his clopping. I would get the letter out and kind of just read it again. Do you recall what it said? Um, it was just, you know, a, a very simple kind of Hallmark card version of come home, we miss you. Hey, you know, hey. what's up? We're thinking about you. We know you're out there. Okay. Um, burp, burp. Well, let me roll a, a perception for this or if you feel, you know, like a, a wisdom some sort. There's dungeoneering, but that won't help me. Uh, I mean, I guess thievery is sort of cipher related. Try insight. Insight. Ins- there you go. So how about- I would, I would um, when when I come back around to you, as you're starting to roll, um, we'll resolve this part, and then we'll continue on with um, okay. next time around. We're going to do a series of insight rolls ah. for you. Okay? It's going to be, it will be the best um, three out of five. So if you want to go ahead and... Um, roll five. Roll five. Cool. <laughs> Natural 20. 41. 29. 24. Uh, 38. 26. Is that five? Yep. Okay, Okay, your homework while you're waiting for, the, for your turn to come back around is because you've got a natural 20, you need to develop up the history of some great but obscure Kalashtar cryptologist. <laughs> All right. That you may have um, had some bit of his work or her work leak into your mind. Okay. Okay? So, in the back of your mind, keep that under consideration. Uh... We'll worry about what feat you picked later um, in terms of your level up. And so let's go to Thorn. Hello. 
So, uh, okay, so uh, Cesar is looking positively tired in saddle. Hmm? Um, then Atari is looking perplexed in hers while trying to handle a armful of growing dire wolf pup. Um, I'd actually be using my new feet, which is really nothing spectacular. It's actually called um, Wild Talent Master, and it's given me three minor actions that really have just more of a role play effect. Mm-hmm. So what I would be doing is actually I'd be holding um, one of the amethysts that I got from the elemental um, and I'd be scratching something into it with, with my knife or whatever the case may be, you know, my usual artistic talents. And um, I'd then be holding it in my hand, closing it and then opening it again and uh, I'd be using a, a talent called Psionic Image which allows me to uh, change the image of the object uh, in the minds of of people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be like, I'd carve, scratch something into the into the amethyst, close my hand, concentrate, open it again, see whether I can change the look of it, mm-hmm. and then go back to carving into it again. Um, okay. Then just just as we sort of ride on uh, towards the ziggurat. Okay. Um. As far as you're concerned, by the way, the dire wolf has an extremely limited scent range. Mm-hmm. But what you smell on it is actually all of you, but it doesn't smell quite right. Okay, so, um, so you, you you smell yourself, but it's almost like looking at yourself but you have you meet your doppelganger at the mall and he's wearing a different aftershave or a very similar aftershave but it's like a progression down the line of things. Sure. Could I do a perception check to see whether I can identify what's what what is different about the scent? Sure. Oh wow that's amazing. Twenty one. Okay. Um in your case you know that sometimes wolves and other animals, as they get older, the musk signature or their scent changes. This one, whatever is around them, this is an older thorn, a much older thorn. A much older, actually a much younger, in this case, a much younger Cesar, um, but an older Xanatari. Okay. Um probably lift my head from from what I'm doing and sort of like sniff at the air and uh, and look curiously okay. over at the at the die wolf though I wouldn't say anything because it could just be the fact that you know we're all tired from from travel but I'll, I'll give it some thought um, I, I I think I'd probably sort of think about what Zanatari and Cesar had told me. Um, only a little while before about the the time okay. disturbance with with the with them seeing their their older selves, and uh, I I just sort of be thinking about it and seeing whether I could put two to do two and two together. There is some additional credibility to the story because the behavior of the dire wolf is acting as if it has grown up 
around the group. It's not fussing at Xanatari like it's a brand new puppy that, you know, is trying to bond with her or anything else like that. It seems very comfortable and accepting of, um, you know, being with her, you being around on Fluffy or some other thing. It's not, it's acting like it's an old friend or old companion to the party instead of a brand new addition. Okay. But that's more just kind of the behavior and temperance. That's why it's kind of being quiet and just kind of chilling with Xanatari. Okay. I'd, um, yeah, I'd like to, to probably bring that point up to Xanatari. I'd, I'd say, uh, I'd, I'd turn to her and I'd go, uh, that, that pup is really well behaved. It's, been really quiet. Is it? I'm not really familiar with the habits of dire wolves. It's, I mean, how old do you think that pup is? Mm, Roughly. A few months. It's sort of strange how it's getting bigger. Yeah, and it's strange how it's not acting like a normal puppy either. I'm kind of glad because I really don't want it to be running around while it's on top of the horse. But yes, you have a good point. I'm not sure if it's it's been raised you know, with some sort of magic or just raised around people enough that it's used to this sort of thing. I don't know. I'm just glad for it. Okay. Um, I, f- I figured I'd, I'd point it out. Um, oddly, uh, it sounds kind of strange, but I, I caught a, an, an odd scent before. It kind of smells like the party. Don't ask me what that smells like. Don't want to really describe it. But it, it's, it's in the party. Well, no, I mean it's like... Ben Gay and Burnt Flesh. Oh, <laughs> yes. And wet dog. And wet dog. Um, yeah, it 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 just like it smells like when you pick up one of your own shirts or or something, and you know this that that scent of yourself, or you pick up the the the, sh- the shirt of a friend or something, and you can just smell what they smell like. It smells like all of us put together, but different. Older. Okay. Don't know how to describe it, but I figured you should know. Okay. So I'm trying to think about this a little while because we do know that at on occasion we're given something special by our future selves, like Cesar with his rainbow bow, crossbow, and you know things of that nature. So I guess I, I would consider that you know maybe it was something that we passed on. From the future, but that makes it more important in a sense that it must be fairly essential to the party to do so. So, I would make sure that I'm very careful with it and, you know, valuing it. I like Caesar's arrows of pure mathematics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eh? Read, read Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, welcome to your your uh, your time with us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Sure. Um, we're not going to give up the goat as to what you're doing just goat? yet. Goat, New England boy? It's a saying. <laughs> give up the goat is a saying? It is, it is indeed a legitimate saying. Give up sure. the ghost, right? It's also the goat. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's an odd saying. <laughs> well, don't ahead. give up that coat. That's you an that. odd saying, really, Australia boy. Yeah. Anyway, like a lizard <laughs> flat out running or drinking. No, when, when do you? Th- when have I ever said that? You ever. said that once. Like once, because I was being drinking. because I was being Australian. <laughs> it's not. It's not something we say. It's, we don't say good day either. It, well, rock say, up. Say, say virtue. Virtue. Okay. You can say that one. What? <laughs> I don't know. We were trying to get you to say funky stuff last week. Um, anchor is the good one. Ask oh, which one? Anchor. anchor. Oh, anchor. Yeah. Bill, anchor. Silent anchor. You, 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 you. Now I know where all the uh, surplus R's that are dropped from New England speech patterns go for. <laughs> That's right. They go. And they migrate Aust- to Australia. They Aust- don't though. Australia but is we- the drier vent for R's. Damn. So it's 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 an A H sound. It's not an R sound. There's no R's there. No, it, America takes all the R's. By the way, thank the thank R- you, thank you, Ninjings, for backing R- me up. Um, you okay, get, uh, fine. This you, is legit saying they say. You get 135 episodes to re-download if you wish. <laughs> Experience points. All right, sorry, I threw okay. you off. I derailed your train, which yep. we're not allowed to have on this episode, if nope. I recall. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, no thorns. Um, but uh. Ryan, you're, I'm going to be sending eventually probably Xanatari to you. Do you want to sort of give an idea of your current surroundings as you somehow arrive? Um, I'm sorry, my current surroundings? Like tell you where I am? Yeah. You know, we're, I'm, I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> At description, I arrive right. on the I feel like there's trees, though. Yeah, um, we'll put you somewhat close to the uh, close to the um, ziggurat, but uh, you're not within the. You haven't just suddenly appeared within the party. But um, how would you like to have gotten there to your present location for your mission? Um, <laughs> Pick a good one. <sighs> Yeah, you took away all the good ones. Um, but, uh, I mean, if I understand right, I, I've been probably on this walk for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, a fairly semi conventional means. I mean, been sticking to the main roads. Um, and then, uh, whatever the, the last uh, city I would have been passing through, I probably would have just bought or rented a horse if that is optional. Okay. Alrighty. Um, Since uh, I think all the giant eagles were taken. Okay. Then, for the most part, um, you are nearing the um, location you were tasked to get to. And there's nobody there. Okay. But it does look like it's a somewhat scouted location because there's footprints around the area. Um, do they appear to be fairly recent? Um, yes. Seems like there okay. was a couple pack animals, um, or at least, uh, some sort of load-bearing animals, and, um, a couple footprints. Okay. That kind of thing. Did a hobbit lay here? No. No? Okay, good. No signs of elevensies. Okay. Um, oh, great. Well, then, yeah, if this is the spot that, um, I guess I'm supposed to be at... Then uh, I'm gonna just kind of set up camp 
for myself as far as, uh, you know, not breaking out a whole lot of stuff, but um, I'm going to take a rest, have a okay. snack, make a hot pocket or something. And um, and because uh, my thinking is that uh, I may be early, but um, I'm never late. So, okay. so I'm, I'm sure this is right. All right. Cesar, uh, you arrive into what will be the camp area. Hmm? What would you like to do? Uh, camp. Okay. Cesar's are you just going to flop your crap all over the place again, or are you... Have <laughs> we learned from the last he was, time? He was using it, okay? It was laid out precisely the way he needed it to be, with a little help from Thorn, so it was messier than you might have expected and more spread out. But that was for a purpose, okay? Anyway... It- He's developing um, a new fold-out work table. Anyway, um, so Cesar uh, uh, gets off, um, pulls off his bedroll. Um, that's about it. Everything else stays packed away. Okay. And uh, he starts to uh, spread everything out. Uh, hit, not everything. Spread his bedroll out. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I guess make probably one quick pass around where they're looking to stay, looking for any obvious signs of um, danger, but nothing too uh, intensive before uh, before laying down and trying to get some sleep while the others certainly crash around and start screaming random okay. words like last time, probably. Okay. Alright. Cesar is uh, down and out. He seems confident enough that he is quickly asleep. You are, um, you have managed to figure out that there's something with this letter that is important. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a Roman insight. So go ahead and regale us with tales of this particular. Cowish tar. Can I just tell you, or do I have to roll my insight to see if I discover it? Nope you you've done your you did your skill check series. You got your okay. you got your twenty, but now it has to be done epically. So you get to fill us in on the whole. Okay. Well, I recall that during the Civil War, when we were fighting the Jacqueline, there was a guy named Athelos, Lord of Derwentwater who had created this algorithm to try to pass information back and forth between the far Kalishtar at the uh, other end of the county where this fighting was. And uh, he had developed a fairly complicated cryptographic methodology. And so uh, having studied this or having some like maybe personal memories of this sort of thing where it gets passed around, all the Kalishtar are aware of this cipher. And I happen to be aware of it, too. So there should be a clue if there is such a cipher uh, in one of the words that would stick out, letting me know that this is indeed something I need to pay attention to. And maybe that's what's kind of chiming in my head. Okay. There's actually one of the greeting words to you. The uh, the syntax used is um, a very obscure, formal yet warm thing that's not really... Um, used all that often, but that's that's your clue. Do you want to know the message? Oh, yes. I would like to know that. Be sure um, to drink your Ovaltine. Yes! <laughs> yes! Drink your Ovaltine. Indeed. 200 experience points to Cesar for the Ovaltine reference. 200 yes. to Xanatari for the awesome tale and having a name. 
for her story. Um, you are instructed that on a particular day, and since you've got, you maxed out your insight like a crazy mofo, with that 20, I will give it to you for free, that uh, actually it is today, um, and tomorrow there is going to be a member of the Kawashtar that is, has been informed that you will be in an area. They don't know where this information came from. They're not sure what the full import of it is or why it was passed to them, but they're still taking the risk of dispatching someone from the collective out here. Okay. There is, I shall assimilate him immediately. There is a description of a particular stand of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are able to, again, I'm making grand use of this 20 for you. You were able to determine that that stand is actually about a quarter mile away from the ziggurat. Mm. And there is a light wisping of smoke coming from that stand of trees. Okay. Now, have I arrived at the camp where Cesar is? Yes, you have. You, you pretty much all rolled in at the same time as you were. Looking around, but once you realize what the what the thing was, your intelligence and everything carried you through the quick translation. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I will put the letter away and set up my bedroll area, tether Clyde, all that stuff. And I guess I will attempt to wander into the forest under the pretense of just checking the area, because that worked for me so well last time. Okay. Very good. Going to Thorn. Okay. Um, having learned that following Zenitar into the forest generally results in dragons, um, I'd uh, I'd make a camp just close to the edge of the forest. Um, make a camp involves putting my bag down and then sitting against it and continuing to practice what I've been working on while uh, while riding to, to this spot that says it has deemed uh, as camp. Um, I before before sitting down and, and, and settling and probably set a fire, um, a fire in all our hearts. And is it is it, is it a, a low campfire or are you going yes. for we are going no. to do some serious marshmallows here? No, just a, a small campfire, a low campfire, probably uh, skewered from vision using um, either terrain or or um, building like a, a small wall or something of rocks just from from the open side of, of, of camp and then building the fire behind it just so we've got like a, a, either like a small oven or something like that which is going to radiate heat. Would you roll a thievery check, please? Thievery check... That'd be a 31. Okay. You are able to make a fire that uh, um, will avoid notice from a, a great distance away. But uh, anything else that you're trying to do as far as camp works out pretty well. Do you send Fluffy out to hunt? Um... Yeah, he needs to rest, recuperate, and regain strength after riding so hard. So I'd let him go out to to hunt for food 
um, leaving strict instruction to um, to be back before uh, daylight. Okay. Um, Ryan? Yes. The Kalishtar are uh, known for their great mental prowesses and stuff, and you're starting to get the feeling that um, a small fragment of the community might be nearby. Okay. And um, you are not able to see a fire from your location. But you thought that for a moment you might have seen um, some sort of movement over by the ziggurat heading into the edge of the forest. About a quarter mile away. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in that case, uh, I'll kind of take stock of uh, trying to get a feel for what time of day or night, rather, we're looking at. Um, eat uh, last few bites of whatever stale bread I had pulled out and some smoked fish. Uh, put out my little campfire, because safety first, guys. Uh, and then carefully make a roundabout way over to where I saw the movement. Um, not so much making a straight line for it, but uh, maybe staying within tree lines and shadow just in case it's bad news. Okay. Xanatari, as you're um, leaving camp, the dire wolf uh, pup starts to follow you um, at your heels. Mm -hmm. And remember that this is both a large wolf, but it has bony-type protrusions all over um, its body. Essentially, mm -hmm. it's you know well-armored and everything. And it's focus because of you know where you're trying to go towards it's looking around the area it's sort of exploring it'll run maybe five feet away from you in one direction but then turn around and come back and it's doing this kind of circling thing around you until it's fully determined as to which way you're going and then it falls back in line with you for a little bit and then it'll kind of go out and start to explore you notice that its head has been turned kept mostly towards that uh copes of trees you mm -hmm. saw the smoke but then as you're moving out and you get partially along the way you see that the head starts to appear to be tracking something moving in the tree line and not focusing on the trees anymore and by the way the smoke is um has ceased okay i'm gonna reach down and remove Fluffy's borrowed collar from the throat of the direwolf because I can see it's beginning to be annoying to him and at this point I'm not carrying him any longer so he can just be himself and I'm going to pocket that to return to Thorn at a, a given later date. Okay. The direwolf pup grows approximately another quarter size bigger mm -hmm. um, and now easily the head comes up to um, a little bit below your armpit. Okay. So you could easily like just kind of rest on it or or whatever. Um, it seems to handle the size change pretty well. It doesn't kind of do the. It, it's not doing the typical puppy flopping of feet, falling over, 
type thing. Um, there's an and there's a genuine air of certain puppiness about it in that, you know, it's got that exuberance and things. But it's clearly either got some magical training or some sort of regression going on here because this is not by any means your typical um, young animal. Okay. I'm going to stroke its fur while we walk and at some point want to sit down and uh, get to know it better. But judging by the way it is kind of instinctively looking, I'm going to follow the direction that it seems to be indicating that we should go. Okay. Um, the Having been away from the collective for so long, there may be a little bit of rust in terms of uh, the range of listening for other Kalishtar, but you're starting to get that feeling that there is a sliver of the community somewhat nearby in the direction that uh, your puppy is tracking. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll try to be aware of that. Um, very unexpected and shocking to her, not expecting to encounter anyone, let alone a Kalishtar all the way out here in the middle of nowhere, like near any major city or real reason for being here. So um, just being on the lookout for that, but also sort of like half trepidatious and half excited to meet another like kind of worried because maybe there's something really wrong and also excited to see like one of her own people, which she hasn't seen for a couple of years now at this point. Okay. <laughs> Where's Bert? Ah, well, Bert was around my head when we ran from the dragon because he was reluctant to leave the claws of the dragon. So I assume he's just been floating along, uh, similar as he always does, kind of hovering in a circle unnoticed. Okay. The puppy, by the way, does not try to snatch Bert out of the air at any point in time. And in fact, it purposely seems to be ignoring Bert. Helpful. Um, to the to the point, it's like it's taken a newspaper to the nose enough times to know that just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, any use of your group mind link or anything along those lines or any particular tracking pattern you're going to go on to or actions to take to try to intercept or not intercept the the figure um as far as group mind link that only really work with the members of my party already and considering we just had a fair heart to heart and she's probably feeling a little overwhelmed by the information shared and also the stuff she's dealing with trying to determine you know what she needs to do to go back and kind of offload this information to to the Kalishtar. She's probably just been pondering her own stuff, not really listening for them. But, like I said, kind of aware of, of somebody being out here and deliberately trying to to head in that direction. Okay. Cautiously. Do you want to be the one that is the intercepted or the interceptor? Or however you want to phrase it. Do you want to control the situation or do you want the other person to control the situation and you walk into it? I want to stumble upon him completely unawares in a very embarrassing way, like a a well-trained tracking Kalishtar would never do. Okay. Uh, cycle back around somewhat quickly, and then we will get to um, Ryan and company. Cesar, you're out like a light, presumably, or are you faking and doing something else? No, not faking. Okay. Um, what are you doing, Cesar? Cesar. Well, he's laying kind of on his side. He's got his one arm under him. He's got his head on a the rolled up end of his bedroll. Um, mm-hmm. And he's uh, 
he's got his eyes closed, he's breathing softly, and you can hear him snoring from about 40 yards away. Okay. 40 yards or 40,000 yards? <laughs> In other words, no traps will protect that group at this point. Okay. I have rock rocks shoved in my ears <laughs> to what? stop this. And and what's new about the situation? Any anything else that you Nothing. wish to do uh, this round, Cesar? No. Okay. Uh, Thorn. Okay. Um, doing my usual, just keeping watch on the camp. Mm-hmm. Not much of a sleeper, so. Um, I'd have moved on to conditioning my weapon and, and making sure that it's it's serviceable. So I'd be testing the bowstring and and making sure that there are no cracks in 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 the bow at all. Um, sharpening any any arrows that I have that that need to be sharpened, um, or uh, have the points blunted or, or bent on them. Um, sort of just looking over my armor and making sure it's in good condition. Okay. But what's ahead of us? We're back in the in the the ruins of the Ziggurat, and you know, who knows what will jump out at us, especially in ruins. Who could be hiding, or whatever the case may be. So I want to make sure that I'm not going to be caught unawares um, by anything. So I'm I'm checking over pretty much everything. Um, you no know, buckles, straps, making sure it's all um, well well working and and the luck. Okay, Ryan. Now is your time to shine. Oh, no pressure, buddy. Um, you know, you you are Cliff. Cliff has has put you out here. <laughs> yeah, he pimped me dangled, out. Dangled, dangled, dangled you before the mass of the D four horde. Um, <laughs> the horde. You are moving through the. Uh, you're moving through the area, and suddenly. Blur, essentially being spit out in front of you in a in a very unglamorous manner is Xanatari and what appears to be a large wolf with you know bony armor plates and stuff. Do you wish to one offer a description of yourself and your reaction and then you two can go RP for a bit back and forth as you will. Ryan, make this good. Because if you don't, I turn you to ash. You guys are all mean and terrible. No, actually, I'll, ash I'll, sounds pretty good. Let's let's do that I'll, straight I'll, away. Just, I'll sabray you. That's what will happen. Mm. <laughs> That's now the verb. Mm. I'm making it a verb. And then we'll just be like, eh. <laughs> 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 we'll casually walk off. Last time one of our party members turned to ash, that was definitely the reaction. <laughs> Um. As, okay. Uh, as far as my reaction, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna just uh, probably wait a second just to see how far she bumbles out in front of me. Um. And and really see if she if she notices me or if I need to uh, kind of point myself out, as I am keeping close to the trees and and in some shadow stuff. Um. But. Uh, when she does take notice and uh, finally spots spots him, he's um, about uh, six foot. Um, <laughs> uh, 
white blonde, uh, white blonde hair hangs on a thick braid down his back. Front half of his head is shaved. Um, he's uh, doesn't have any of his equipment with him. It's all back at the uh, his uh, his little makeshift camp. So uh, he's just there. Um, he wears uh, just a simple open vest, bare chested, um, some loose fitting pants, and uh, like I said, he's empty handed. He left everything behind to uh, to check things out. But uh, as she steps out from, I guess, trees or wherever she's coming from, just uh, clears throat and uh, kind of in low tones, just speak her name and say, uh, <clears throat> Xanatari. Xanatari is, is walking through the woods at this point, probably the least inconspicuous person on the planet with a giant direwolf next to her and a rotating chaos orb above her head. So I guess I would I would kind of trip over my feet for a second at hearing my voice and turn and ascertain where he is and then kind of pull my tunic down in a really awkward, embarrassed way and half draw my sword. And at that point I would try to be a little more, uh, I guess, sensory and try to see if I could get anything mental off of him at all just immediately identifying him as a Kalishtar but wondering you know if he's stealthy kind of what his intention is dungeon master you would uh, clearly peg him as a member of the Kalishtar and uh, go ahead well do you want to block what your attempt is what your what your actions are doing Ryan, or do you want her to be able to pick up what you're... No, he's um, he's not going to block anything. He's going to stay pretty open about that. Because um, okay. the last thing he wants to do is put her on the defensive. When she starts to draw her sword, um, he's just going to splay open hands in the universal, I got nothing uh, kind of gesture. Uh, I mean you no harm sort of look. And um, okay. Then Xanatari, you're, you'll be able to pick that up. Okay. I would sheath my half-drawn sword and also gesture similarly with my palms up and kind of half-bow toward him, uh, fairly surprised and excited to see another Kalishtar, and walk forward to where he is, um, just saying, you know, you seem to know my name. I wasn't expecting, you know, another person in the community. Is everything okay? Uh, real quick, am I aware of the uh, little Kalishtar care package that went out? Um, you are not aware of that. You were just simply sent out um, in an effort to try and make contact with a member of the community that hadn't been heard from a long time. There, you know, like how she's worried about her memories offloading those. They're concerned that you know her adventures may have been lost to the Kalishtar. So, you're kind of off on a separate thing, independent of the package. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> so all I knew was where, where to be and more or less when. Yeah, you had, you'd just been sent roughly, some, somehow the Kalashtar knew that Xanatari would be in the area, and they'd sent you out as an advanced scout to make con try and make contact and see if it's true. Okay. Um, okay, then I will, uh, I'm going to kind of note her surprise, 
and uh, uh, introduce myself. <clears throat> uh, you may not remember me. I, I believe we've crossed paths once, once or twice, but uh, my name is Corbus. Um, I've been sent to find you. Xanatar would be surprised at the set to find me aspect, and I would be paying attention to the reaction of Winter. Is Winter having any kind of, I don't know, obvious reaction to his presence? This, this, is, this is a stranger. Winter does not necessarily like strangers, but because you are um, not appearing threatened or acting in a hostile manner, it's there kind of just off to your side that it could come springing around as needed. The teeth are somewhat bare. There's kind of a low growl. The hackles are kind of half up. It's the, are we going to do this? We don't need to do this kind of okay. thing of if he moves, he's going to be on your side. You have an ally. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I would pause for a minute and think and say, Corbus, that name is familiar. Uh, why are you searching for me? What's happening? This is very far for you to travel just for a casual visit. <clears throat> well, this is a little more than a casual visit, um, Xanadar. You've, you've been gone for some time. And the Collective has been worried. I would casually probe to see if he knows about this package that came and just say, you know, I have received word from them in the past and I'm aware that they are wishing me well. Is there something else that they're concerned about? There's concern that much of what you have in terms of your memories and your experiences since you've been gone are at risk of being lost. You understand the importance of returning these, the duty you, ha duty you have to your lineage. I've been pondering this idea lately and considering such a thing. But you we seem to face dire uh, situations fairly often, and uh, most recently we've had a experience that has made me ponder it more uh, urgently. But you are unsure? It's a long journey, and we seem to be in the middle of constant uh, obligations that are difficult to get out of. And the obligation to your people? <laughs> There's a part of Zenatari that has her back slightly up because she feels the scolding of ancient parents from generations ago, you know, saying that she should be back at 9 o'clock for curfew. <laughs> uh, but she does see the wisdom in what he's saying. And I would say that Zenatari would say, uh, these are things that, that warrant consideration and we should talk further. Uh, would you like to come back with me to our camp, perhaps somewhere more comfortable? You can meet my party members, and we can talk about this further. 
Um, yes, I, th I think this would be wise. Um, I need to return uh, just to a small camp of my own, gather my things. Um, I want to be clear, though. I'm, I don't mean you ill, and I'm certainly not judging you. Um, I've simply come to ascertain your location, determine your, your safety, and perhaps discuss these things with you. Um, but we could talk more with your uh, companions present, if you wish. Can I give him, like, the, uh, the GPS of Kalashtar so he knows exactly where we are in the forest and allow him to have, you know, a few moments of privacy to go back and clean his camp? Or should I come with him, Dungeon Master? What's the... Can he tell where we are, or should I walk him there? It's either up to you. Um, you can even... You guys are so close, actually, that if you just went out a bit of a distance, you'd be out in a clearing and you could, you could point or you could... You know, describe the bases that you're at. However, however you want to do it is is perfectly fine. If you wish to accompany or if you wish to head back to your own camp ahead of time. Um, by the way, uh, Ryan, in case um, you're not viewing in Skype, uh, the Xanatari that you see before you is not exactly the same Xanatari that you may have encountered way in the past, just due okay. to the amount of experiences and the time away from the culture and stuff. But it's the same person. Mm -hmm. But just the uh, the bearing and meaning and stuff is uh, you can tell it's it's been some time out in the field. Sure. Okay. So I don't know how you want to describe how to get back to camp or go with. It's you guys keep on going. I guess I'll just uh, I'll say that's a good idea. And uh, why don't you get your things from camp? I will I will kind of linger in this area and I can show you where we are. Very well, I'm a few minutes this way. And I'm just gonna... Uh, oh, by the way, is um, Xanatari's holy symbol out? I mean, is that displayed, or is that something that's packed away? Mm. It should be packed away. Okay. Um, then I'm just gonna turn and uh, start heading back to where I drop my stuff. Xanatari, actually, do you have... Is all are all your markings away? I thought you had something on a shield, or is that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would have like some sort of jewelry or drawings or something of, you know, indicating that I was a war priest somewhere on me. Um, this armor is probably not customized necessarily because we picked up pieces of it, you know, around, but. Yeah, I mean, the actual holy symbol's in my bag. I don't use it that often, but I'm sure that there's something there that indicates I'm a priest of some sort. Okay, just checking. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I'm going to watch him go to his camp and kind of head that direction fairly casually, um, you know, just walking with the direwolf and thinking about how I'm going to, to deal with this new and unexpected situation. Okay. Um... Thorn, do you mind uh, holding off for just a few more minutes when they come in for the for the time that they come in the camp, or is there something that you want to do in the meantime? Okay, you're yeah. good to go. Yeah. All right, uh, Ryan, you'll make it to your camp. You can pack up. You can head back to towards Zanatari, and uh, you can pick it on up from there. Okay. Um, so I just go. I mean, I'm gonna go back. You know, kick some dirt over uh, embers. I don't want to burn down a forest, and then. Uh, just grab my uh, my bag and my roll and um, start heading in the direction she indicates. 
And we'll walk together back to the camp. It's just a few minutes away. I'm going to be scanning the forest, making sure there's no dragon, slightly jumpy from the last time. Um, and just kind of examining him as we walk, maybe taking like a, a step, slight step, you know, behind, walking next to each other, but just slightly behind so I can, so I can look at him on the sly without him aware that I'm sort of examining him at the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> you like to watch him go. <laughs> Not sitting that far back. Hey, look, it's free. Touching's going to cost you. <laughs> That's the motto of the Kalistar. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> okay, are we back at camp now? Okay, um, Thorn, you would be hearing uh, the sound of Xanatari, the wolf, and somebody else coming back into camp probably uh, before they made it. Okay, uh, I'd probably draw my knife. Um thinking maybe the wolf is too young to realize that they're being followed um, and, and and stand up sort of preparing for what might come into the camp. Okay. By the way, the wolf, when you do see it, um, is much larger than when it left. Not surprised, only because uh, I know it had the collar on. Okay. So it was suppressing its growth, but not all. Okay. Uh, Cesar's still out. For now, until something wakes him up. Okay. Sanitari, you and Ryan make it back to camp. Okay. Um, we walk into camp, um, pretty casually, and I would kind of look to see Cesar sleeping, so I'd head away from where Cesar is to not wake him up with whatever sounds the winter is going to make. Um, I would see Thorn there with his drawn knife and kind of raise my hand in a, you know, like, pause, stop gesture, and and uh, walk over to where he is and, and say, you know, somewhat formally, unexpectedly, probably to the party in a nearly formal way, now I would introduce him uh, to Corbus and, and say, Corbus, this is Thorn. He's a Razorclaw shifter. He is a member of our party and has helped us in uh, situations in the past involving... Stealthy actions. Um, I'd probably I Corvus off. Um, don't quite trust just anyone you can find in the middle of the forest or the woods, especially around the ziggurat. <laughs> Those shifty forest dwellers. Shifty forest dwellers and damn elves. Can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Um, but I'd I'd uh. I'd sheath the, the knife, hold my hands up, you know, open palms, show I've not got anything, and uh, and uh, and give him a nod before sitting back down um, at camp. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'd, I'd acknowledge uh, the introduction, kind of give him a kind of a short, you know, not nothing real formal, just kind of from the neck bow sort of thing. Um, drop my bag, which, uh, you know, rattles and clanks, and, uh, probably throw an eye to the sleeping mass over to the side. <laughs> I would incline my head that way and said, that's Cesar. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I would walk a slight distance from Thorn, enough to be just out of earshot, 
um, probably where my bag is, and, and sit down near my bedroll, kind of preparing to have a discussion. Um, at that point, I'd probably take a few minutes to pull a couple of things out of my bag. Um, everything's wrapped around a, uh, a, uh, a good-sized sword, but there's not a lot there. It's, it's almost as if everything was thrown on top of a sleeping roll and then kind of taco rolled up and then just, you know, slung on a back. But, um, you know, take, take some time to unpack some of that, uh, maybe make myself some tea, um, no tea. And, uh, take a seat near Xanatari. By the way, Xanatari, one of the items that you will realize that Ryan is carrying is actually some sort of memory crystal or mm. some sort of Kalashtar device that uh, is useful for the transference of memories for storage. Okay. Or whatever, whatever sort of item that you wish to invent on the fly. Um, it's up to you, but uh, it appears to be empty. Okay. Uh, I would take off my gear, making sure to lay it out. And, you know, now that we've run from the dragon, really haven't had time to sit down, uh, making sure to clean it and all that. And it would be something kind of out there for Corvus to see, because at this point the sword has a pretty special pommel that Scissors made. Um, with its lightning holding abilities and it's been modified fairly uh, interestingly and you know kind of just getting my stuff out and hopefully at this point he can see that you know we've been through some interesting you know creative stuff um, we have a lot of gear that sort of required from you probably see pieces of drow gear kind of mixed in with uh, stuff you can buy from town an assortment of you know, oddities that are from far and wide. And uh, I would sort of half-eye his crystal kind of suspiciously um, and you know, open up a conversation just saying, you know, a welcome to our camp. And and uh, I guess just asking him about, you know, what, what was your journey like? It's, it's a far place for you to go. Did you walk this entire way? You know, are you alone? This seems, this seems unusual. Uh, is this your your task? You know, frequently to to come and visit, uh, traveling Kalashar. Um. Oh, that's that's a lot of questions it all is. at one time. But it um. Is. Uh, no, I didn't walk all this way. Um. Uh, I kept to the main the main roads and thoroughfares and the safest means of travel, as I am alone. But, um, uh, as far as, is this a regular thing for me, it is, uh, it's a task I enjoy undertaking because it gets me out, um, and it gets me into the world and allows me to bring back my own experiences and my own memories to share with the collective. Um, with that, you kind of gestures with a, with a glance and a nod to your, your gear that's kind of splayed out is uh, a very eclectic collection of uh of equipment. Is that drow gear? <laughs> it's 
At this point, Xanatari would start to regale him with uh, snippets of stories of the past um, and all the, the different things we've seen, all the different places, and, you know, kind of teasing uh, little bits about the god of death. Um, kind of say we've lost a companion along the way and uh, and conclude with, you know, that there's a dragon in the area and this is why we're here being extra cautious, so you know, be aware. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't encountered any any danger on your way, even at the main roads. This area seems to be quite full of uh, <laughs> disgruntled and druids and escaped prisoners and dragons. Um, as you kind of briefly recap your very exciting tale of events, um, he'll nod in certain parts, indicate that he might have heard rumors and stories of some of the things that were going on, not necessarily realizing that uh, it was you that were involved. Um, uh, and then it, uh, when, when you're done, you know, he asks um, <clears throat> about the Dreaming Dark and if you've had any encounters with them since leaving. Um, there's been great evil and, you know, great pain caused by different people that we've encountered. Um, and tell him, I guess, briefly about Orcus, but I would say that I don't know that I have encountered, you know, a pure form of the Dreaming Dark that I can say, you know, is going to, to be initiating the turning. <clears throat> well, we know that the dark makes use of many agents, um, not always attacking directly, but, um, but I'm glad to hear that you're safe. And it wouldn't surprise me if what some of you have encountered is from the dark. Um, and it sounds like the, um, the acts that you've undertaken, the jobs and some of these obligations you mentioned um, are actually your way of, uh, of helping push the turning of the age and to move the cycle to the next stage. So you are to be commended for that, I think. Um, oh, thank you. And then I guess say, you know, you say that you've heard You've heard stories of the dark, and you've heard, you know, it sounds as though there's a rising tide of things that you're hearing. You know, is there is there some news, some some news of the the world that, you know, isolated as I am, that I would not have known um, regarding, you know, an escalation of, of such a thing. <clears throat> it's been no specific event that's escalated. Um, nothing particularly terrible has happened. The attacks continue on, and your people do what they can to stick to the path of light and progress us towards the turning to the next age. But the conflict does remain, and it continues. And the Dreaming Dark is persistent. Okay, um, I guess kind of leaning back and you know, closing her eyes a second or two, resting a little bit after hearing that. Um, just say that that's good. Good to know that, you know, the fight goes on and, and you know, things remain optimistic in the area. 
Um, as far as your reason for coming here, and what do you what do you want from me? What do you what is your charge? That's that's a complicated question. My charge is to find you. What I want is immaterial, but um, I don't feel we're at cross purpose. We are uh, we're both loyal to our people, and we know the struggle that's going on. But ultimately, I would like to see you remain loyal to your calling, I guess, as it were, to make sure these memories and these experiences continue on through your lineage. I don't object to making sure that the Kalashtar have what's rightfully theirs to have. I guess the timing of such is the question. You know, I don't, I, I'm young, I don't plan to, to stop having such experiences. And I know that the time is coming when I need to go back and make sure that they don't get snuffed out with an unexpected and unfortunate, you know, death. And now she's keeping to herself one of the reasons that she doesn't want to go back is like admitting that she wants to get closer to her party members and that she is beginning to become invested in a way that's not necessarily, you know, normal, quote unquote, or sanctioned in a way that most Kalistar do that are just out to sort of have their new experiences and new views of the world. And so that is the, the thing that's keeping her from going home because then she'd have to admit that she wants to make sure that she gets rid of these now while she's still neutral and and that's something that she's not dealing well with. So I, I as Zanatari, as she wouldn't want to give you like that kind of insight into you know, more private matters. Um, and so she's struggling with an explanation to, to give as to why she doesn't want to go back. That doesn't appear purely selfish. So I guess, um, at this point I would, I would say, yes, I think, I think that's something that should be done. And, you know, if the timing is now, then, then what is your, what is your task? Are we to go together back? It's a good question. Uh, haha. <laughs> Dungeon Master, um, do I need her to come back, or can I upload her into my fancy flash drive? Essentially, the there's a flash drive option come. if 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 uh, <laughs> if, if, right. if, if, Zan, if Zanatari wants to define this thing, um, you know, in her own words, that's entirely up to her. From my perspective, I'm sort of viewing this thing as she could go back and have the process done, or she could do it here and, you know, as you say, download into the fancy flash drive. The problem is, is that um, the flash drive method would be a thing that you would have to take back and fairly quickly, you know, not kind of go, go off on adventure like she has for a few years. Um, but she would not have to separate from the party if she didn't want to. There's no real stigma either way, but it's entirely up to however Xanatari wants to play that particular item around. Okay, you guys are got the okay. floor? Once I have that information, do you want to convey that information to me, or do you want me to just know it? It's up to you. Corbus. Oh, um, 
I mean, you would probably know how this works. Okay. So yeah, I I think you would you would know it. So I I will just I'll just say to you that I I would like I need to I need to think about this and the method that would be best. So at that point, I I think you know Zatar would kind of politely end the conversation and just you know get ready to rest because it's been a while, and at this point, you know kind of just leave him to his own devices within the party and see, you know, what he wants to do as far as other people. Okay. Um, well, Corvus knows that this is, this is a lot all at one time. Obviously she wasn't expecting all of this. Um, and he's had plenty of time leading up to getting here to think about, you know, how to address this and, and what that would, um, what that at least may feel like to her. So he's not going to push or pursue right now. Um, uh, he does look like a little bit disappointed, but it's not, may not be, well, it may seem obvious why, like, obviously he wanted her to come back, you know, and be with her people. But, um, for whatever reason, he does, he does appear disappointed. So he will, uh, he's going to remain kind of where he's at, um, kind of lose himself, uh, drifting off in the fire, think some things through, play with that, uh, just kind of roll that flash drive around in his hands a little bit. Seeing that Xanatari has moved away from Corbin, I would approach her and, uh, and, and tap her on the, on the shoulder and get her attention. Um, and then sit down across from, from her bedroll and, uh, Fix her with a really curious look, and uh, and and go. Who is this guy? Um, Zantari would look back at him, noting his concern, and just say that he is. You know, he's a member of the Kalishtar. He's come here seeking me, and you know, I've been away for a long time, and they are concerned that you know, my my experiences traveling the world and being in all these adventures that we've been in are going to be uh, lost if I don't return soon and make sure that they are passed on to the lineage. Um, and he, he's come to seek me for that reason. Do you have to leave us, though? I don't know. At some point, yes. Maybe not now. I need to think about it. I need to consider what I want to do. But he is here to take me or find a way to make sure that the Kalashtar have what they need. Um, he'd sit there and he'd think about it for a moment. And uh, think about... So he'd, 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 he'd probably pause and go, so you haven't quite made up your mind yet? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what I need. I want to do. I know that it has to be done. The question is just when, and you know, my reasons are are my own for when that happens. Are you listening to reasons as to why you shouldn't go? Other than the fact that there is an un undescribed evil somewhere around here and a prison full of, uh dark and dangerous uh, individuals that we've been looking for 
and a giant dragon probably that will be threatening Winterhaven at some time soon. Uh, I, I'm always interested in, in other things that would keep me from going home. Again, he'd, he'd kind of pause, look, and he's like weighing something up in his mind. Um, there was a, a small internal struggle, like he's, he's trying to work out whether he, he should say it or not. And uh, in a very awkward gesture and manner, he'd, uh, he'd reach out and put his hand on, uh, on Xanataris. Uh, and look at her and goes, uh, what about if there was someone that really cared about you? If there was... First of all, is he in his wolf form at this point? No. Okay. No. <laughs> not going to make it weird. Not going to not gonna make it weird. <laughs> um, what if there was someone that cared a lot about me? I, I hope that you guys have some feelings for me. We've been together for a long time. And... You know, I think, I think my caring for you is one of the reasons that, at some time, I'll have to, I'll have to go back. But what do you mean? I'm, I'm not really talking about a party bond. We've, we've, we've all come to care about each other, but I particularly care about you. I, yeah. he's kind of stumbles over the words. Uh, um, and he goes, Xanatari, I think I love you. Uh, Xanatari would be kind of struck dumb at this point. And, you know, looking at him, not expecting that, considering the rivalry between the two of them at times, and, you know, in the last six months of their journey or so, having a giant battle against each other, and, uh... A I lot guess... of pigtail pulling. <laughs> there has been a lot of pigtail pulling. There's also been a lot of tripping thorn over in the mud. It's a very aggressive love. <laughs> it um, works for us. Okay. <laughs> I love you, stab in the, stab in the And thank you for listening. <laughs> um, yeah. D okay, so Zantar would look at him incredulously and, and say, you know, you know that, that seems out of the blue. You, you love me? I thought you couldn't stand to be around me. Mm, not entirely true. Um, not entirely true. Not entirely true. Uh, I quite like spending time with you killing undead things. It's good. The words, <laughs> the words don't come to Thorn very easily. He's uh, it's clear that he's never really when that anchor hits your face. It's just so pretty in the moonlight. <laughs> Um, he's, he's really looking for words here. He's, uh, like, he's scrabbling around and he's like, we've been through a lot together, you know, with the destruction of a drow city and the k 
killing of numerous gods. And in that time, I've just grown to respect you as not only a, a warrior and a party member, but as one that is, is my own packmate. You know, I've come to respect your strength. Uh, something that I, I think I sort of inherit from my, uh, from my race of people. I think it's something that we, we, we regard highly in mates and we often seek for those that are the strongest and can lead well and you've shown those qualities and, and those are qualities that are attractive to me. She would take out the necklace that he had made so long ago and you know, kind of raise her eyebrow inquiringly at him and just say, why didn't you tell me? It was a clumsy effort. I'm not good at making things. At this point, Zentai would debate the concept of telling him that she has feelings for him too, and that's one of the reasons that she wants to go back to the Kalashtar to make sure that those sorts of feelings don't taint the, the view of an entire people, because she's not encountered a Razor Claw Shifter before, and also because, you know, that's sort of not stuff you want, like, spread around your entire people. But, um, yeah, you know, the, and, and I guess, okay, she would look at him and say, you know, I, I have feelings for you as well, and those are the feelings that might make me leave. <laughs> he, <laughs> he'd look at her, like, confused, uh, not not quite understanding. Um. Actually, Xanatari? Mm. Do you want to take us out? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Cliffhanger! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4desire.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Great Area podcast about advice and interviews and relationships between gamers at genesee.com. And join us for our worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we find out the exciting conclusion of Xenotar and Thorn. And also, if you would like to hear the I Remember It Better podcast with Ryan, who hopefully will join us maybe next week, where would you go for such a thing? Um, you can find us over on iTunes, uh, I Remembered It Better. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at IRI Better. Um, check out the website, uh, www.iribetter.com. Very nice. Okay. It is very nice. Yeah, you're right. I enjoyed being on it that one time. Yeah, we enjoyed having you. Okay. Uh, so next week, guys, come and find sure. out what happens. <laughs>